This is Lars from Maryland. I support Leeds United. I have the softest hands in the business. Just ask Big Sam. You're listening to the DU Football Show. Some quality time Friday night to remember those softest hands in the business. And get ready to watch his team with the softest back line in the league. <laughs> Whoa, that hurts. That was, ooh, not a, uh, apparently Roy the boy, offensive genius. We did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I you told know? you, and without Wilf. Fucking it was a thing, man. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, and a lot of it as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, diligently writing notes as he tries to keep up with my crazy conspiracy theories, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing great, just trying to stay vigilant from all the phonies out there. <laughs> Shout out, Carly. <laughs> keep it reals, girl. Keep it reals. It's my wife, by the way. How, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, did you have a lovely weekend? I did have a lovely weekend, yes. I how are you? Us. I'm doing pretty damn good. How are we doing over there, producer Mel? I was just going to say, uh, I hear Mesquite, Texas is the new Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking lying. You're not fucking lying. Well, it turns out the grass isn't always green on the other side either, no, judging by that photo. No. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. It is actually quite simple. At DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. You can drop us personal DMs, DM us on uh, the DU socials. You do mm-hmm. what you want because we pretty much check all of it. Um, and uh, make sure you join the Drunker United FC closed group on Facebook because that's where all the hashtag bans happen. Uh, all the meme sharing. Um, hashtag bans. Shit talking. Uh, all the fun stuff. is uh, That's where that goes down. Yeah, Christian's giving us shit for being early. And I argue we're just back to regular time. Even right. then we were 10 minutes late. We, we, we aren't on Graham spending four hours in one store time. He was in Kentucky picking a barrel. <laughs> so I got to deal with the manager who's been there five years, six years, and knows what he's doing. And got shit done quickly. Right out the door. Right out Not the door. a problem. How much you want to bet he bitches and moans about his order when he gets back? It's probably one to two odds on that one. Uh. <laughs> it's definitely the, the favorite. <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show Mr. Graham, we continue Whiskey Advocates Top 20, and we continue it with an old, old friend at number four. Yes, one that we've uh, very accustomed to having. Number four is Dewar's 12-year-old blended Scotch whiskey. Uh, this comes in at 80 proof. Should run you about 30 bucks on a shelf, and it won't be too much more than that. I reckon probably between 30 and 35 bucks, depending what QD people buy. Um, and you can find this readily, everywhere. easily, everywhere. Yeah. This is not allocated. This is not hiding. 
you can if they carry different doer skews, they're going to have this. Correct. Uh, the panel rating from Whiskey Advocate gave it a 94. And your blurb comes to you from Johnny McCormick of Whiskey Advocates Tasting Panel. A reinvention, reimagination, call it what you will. But Dewar's master blender, Stephanie McLeod, uh, her introduction of first fill bourbon cask finishing elevates this classic to a higher echelons of blended scotch whiskey. It may seem a small gesture, but the result of combining the marrying and finishing processes is both captivatingly delicious and texturally silken, adding seemingly infinite layers of honey vanilla dried apricot citrus chocolate and soft oak to the tasting experience interwoven with a wisp of smoke without changing a beat of the blends 40 malts and grains mcleod's method methods prove her mastery of the craft yet again and i don't disagree with a single blooming word of that it's a it's a classic it, it's it's a go-to if you just have a bar set up in your house and you want to have a single bottle of Scottish whiskey, a blend that you're not going to spend a lot of money on. This is number one with a bullet. Sorry, Johnny. This is better than most things Johnny makes. Sorry, Shivas. This is better than Shivas. Sorry, Grouse. This is better than Grouse. Sorry, Monkey Shoulder. Sorry, everybody who does a blend. This one right here is hands down the best. I have loved this whiskey when I sold it. And since I've sold it, it is don't judge a book by its cover. Everybody wants to get ew, doers white label. This fucking whiskey is fabulous. And it's thirty five fucking dollars. Like you want something good and affordable. If you're a Scottish whiskey, a whiskey without the E drinker, this is a 10 out of fucking 10 it's it's fabulous i love this yeah, bottle it's, a, of it's an exceptional bottle of whiskey and it's <clears> you know a friend of mine that we play poker with uh, on mm -hmm. sundays and he's like you know i've been starting to branch out into some of the more expensive stuff you know ahead of bullet and some of those other whiskey and stuff i said there's you know most of the time you're not going to be disappointed i mean things cost these prices for a reason yes occasionally you'll find a dud but i told him i said there's a lot of good whiskey that lives at 29.99 to 38.99 mm -hmm. there's a there's a of lot of good whiskey in that price range you just got to find it and know what to look for mm -hmm. and this is one of those bottles it's just fucking excellent you can mix this with soda water and not feel embarrassed you can mix this with a little ginger ale not be embarrassed yep. you can drink this neat you can drink it on ice you could throw back a bottle and not feel like oh fuck man this is a perfect a Boilermaker beer also. Really? Or uh, whiskey, rather. Yeah. It's delicious. It's, it's I've got awesome. a Carlsberg right now alongside of it because mm -hmm. uh, I was waiting for some of my beer to get cold. So it was right. actually quite warm today. Yeah. Um, and this is like the perfect European Boilermaker. It, it's lovely. It's delicious. Absolutely lovely. I, I, I can't sing this the praises of this whiskey enough. I'm very glad it's on the list. I'm very glad to see it's top five because oh, yeah, it deserves it. If you're looking at what the spirit of this list is, this is exactly just like I said last week with uh, the uh, Westward. And you're going to hear me say it with the next three whiskeys as we get to the end. Everything's a hundred bucks or cheaper. Two of them are under fifty dollars. Right. And they're all fucking good. And I know we're, we're really and they're all accessible. You can find all of the top five on the shelf right yeah. now. Yeah. And we're we're very 
to a point old man yelling at the clouds about that kind of stuff because mm. the list is supposed to be accessible it's supposed to be affordable mm. it's supposed to appeal to people that don't necessarily drink whiskey what should i be trying to get into the category yeah and these are the 20 whiskeys you should be looking at having unicorn bottles like last year's old fit 17 does it mm. deserve to be there fuck yeah it is excellent yeah this year but the you Nika, the Nika peated was you delightful but you can't, you can't find, find it, it and it's 200 right 200 dollars or more yeah. middleton's was fantastic of course it is it's fucking middleton's right but that's something you do after you it's supposed to be the next level above <clears throat> this list it's right. not supposed to be on this list right you know, what was so fun about some of the whiskeys we've had already, like that Indie Trini, right? Like, do you drink many Indian whiskeys? N no, but is that one well worth an introduction into Indian? Hell yeah. 100%. Yeah. Fucking great. That Blue Note bourbon, the Nelson's Reserve. Like, those are some just solid bottles of whiskey. Heavy yeah. hitting bourbons. Really well done. I just started representing a tequila from when we're done the list and we start mm -hmm. getting into the into this heavy spring, you know, leading towards summer. Love it. Um, Cenote. Mm -hmm. It's owned by the Stoli Group now. Oh, fun. And so it's it's one of my brands, but it's actually quite good. It's not going to knock your socks off. It's not exceptional. But you'll never pick up a bottle of it and go, that's shit. Uh, it's just a good bottle of tequila. I've got. And there's uh, a place for that. Those sorts of brands everywhere. Got a two-liter bottle of squirt in the uh, cupboard, so we can have some Palomas, my friend. Let's do it. You know, let's let's do that before we go gin bingey. Yeah, because gin binge is coming. I know, and I've got a good couple gins too. Yeah, uh, explain to people who may be new to the show what our uh, gin binge is. So a lot of people drink like we'll drink whiskey. I'll drink Guinness, for instance, all year round. Doesn't right. matter, not the point. But when it is warm outside, occasionally. We'll pull out a Rattler, you know, in, right. in terms of our beers, or we'll pull out, you know, a cocktail instead of doing a, a specific spirit on the show. But you and I, to expand our horizons, when you were studying for your CSS exam the first time, mm -hmm. we would go on month-long binges of certain spirits to learn more about them, which you need to do, because oftentimes in these exams in our profession, you have to do a blind tasting or yeah. some sort of vertical tasting and identify characteristics of said spirits. Anyway. It became late spring, probably around mid-May, and um, you and I uh, essentially recreated the gin epidemic of Britain in <laughs> the 1840s or whatever it was. And suddenly, you just it's, it's a little warm out, and you're like, yeah. I want gin and tonic <laughs> all the fucking time. And we drank essentially a summer's worth of gin in about three to four weeks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And a bunch of like high-end tonic waters and just yeah. go berserk. So. And just have fun with it. And then, you know, making cocktails. And that's where I invented my uh, fresh strawberry basil lemonade with a mm -hmm. bottle of Hendrix. Yep. So I make two batches. And I started this right when summer began. Because in, in the city, uh, in Baltimore, where I live, all the kids would run behind the houses and stuff. And we all the parents would be shooting them with the hose and all. So... <laughs> They would all be running around, and the parents would always come to my house because I always had the booze out. Mm -hmm. So I make a batch of strawberry basil lemonade, non-alcoholic for the kids, and then so everybody would show up, you know, around two p.m. Everybody's had a good lunch. The kids had just woken up for a nap. They're bouncing off the walls, and then I would have a full fifth of Hendrix in one of those batches of lemonade. <laughs> And us parents would go through a fifth of Hendrix while the kids drank lemonade, the non-alcoholic mm -hmm. lemonade, and ran around, and we just stood there and shot them with the hose. By the time we were all done, 
because it was so hot outside. We were all hammered. The kids were exhausted. Everybody just went back to their houses, made a frozen pizza, and called it a night. It was, everybody loved it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Now we got all these yuppies in my neighborhood. <sighs> well, you're leaving your neighborhood. I know. <laughs> all right. See what these yuppies were like. <laughs> what else we got to do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly, unless yeah. it's the first day of spring and you've got gin. There we go. JK, JK. Love it. All right. Well, Mr. Graham, we had a lot. I mean, a whole lot of fucking action. Yes. This past week because uh, we had the midweek, which basically was almost all the games in hand. So there's still a couple of people with some game in hand. But City being one of them. Great. Not not a lot. But we had some good weeks for some people and some other people and eh, not so much. So let's go ahead and be a positive show. And let's start with the positives. Arsenal 2, Liverpool Who's 2. Who's that positive for? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Man U 1, Brentford nil. Man U 2, Everton nil. Newcastle 5, West Ham 1. Newcastle 2, Brentford 1. I don't want to necessarily say that it was a great week or a good week for Liverpool or for you, because in your case, you did drop points, which makes it yep. closer for City. And Liverpool only drew two matches and still sit outside of Europe. But that was a great fucking match, and we have to open with it. That was an awesome match. Jesus fucking Christ, what a great match. Absolutely. I mean, would you... Uh, no, I guess we can't, because we got to go into the bad weeks. Because I was going to say, we could one-line Chelsea-Liverpool. That game was pathetic. Yeah, we'll be talking about <laughs> that in the next... I just, yeah, I was yeah. just looking for it, see if you just want to get it out of the way real quick. Yeah, be ready, kids. 16 <laughs> games, and they're all fucking melded together. <laughs> the evil genius that is the tyrant Sam Houston went on a fucking deep dive last night. As a spectacle... What a fucking cracking game this was, right? Oh Arsenal Liverpool. It was it was excellent. Arsenal walked in with a chip on their shoulder, a bunch of swagger, and looked the part. I mean, they dominated the first 40 minutes of the game. It was fantastic. Liverpool had a chance or two. Everything was pretty routinely dealt with by Arsenal. Um, and then, of course, we get the goals. You have uh, Martinelli's composure as he was falling, uh, beating a couple players. The ball that Van Dyke played across came to him very quickly, but he controlled it well and had the wherewithal to, to poke home. And then the cross was excellent for Jesus's goal. Um, Arsenal had chances to get a third, just didn't. Game turned. Granite Xhaka has been blamed, and I'm not sure why. He was a bit of a dick. Uh, and uh believe it was kind of on the edge of our box mm -hmm. um, and had a go at uh, whatever Liverpool player Trent it was. Alexander-Arnold. And Liverpool, their supporters got behind them a bit more at that point. <clears throat> and Anfield turned into a bit of a cauldron. It That's exactly what I wrote there. It changed the tide. It definitely did. It was. I don't think it's Xhaka's fault. I think Liverpool are capable of that at Anfield regardless. Um, the way that we started the game... <sighs> I think you could look at the referee elbowing Andy Robertson in the face and say that had something to do with it. Right. You know, well, that, we'll, we'll it, get to that. And we're going to get to that at the end, even though it happened at halftime. All of I'd that kind of played into the everyone's against us kind of mentality that the Liverpool fans that, that Jurgen Klopp has cultivated this season, yeah. essentially. Well, also, ultimately, too, you're up to nothing and you're in control yeah. in firm control. I mean, Rob Holding was As, referred to on... I'd listen to the game on the mm -hmm. radio because I was driving to the Wizards game with uh, mm -hmm. Tegan. For, I took her for Easter. And um, one of the commentators, and I'm still mad at it, really, it's his fault, likened Rob Holding's positioning mm -hmm. to that of one friend's Beckenbauer. Oh, Jesus. He said, Rob Beckenbauer Holding, and I said, shut the fuck up, Stop man. Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? 
I think what you had was, and we saw this back when we used to play games together, you get a, a surmountable lead on a team, yeah. and that team then makes you focus on anything but the task at hand. Correct. Ugly it up. Start arguing with the refs. Pick a couple fights. Get in your brain. Have you stop looking at the game? And that's exactly what they said at the desk at halftime was... Arsenal needs to remember they're here to win a game and they need to forget about all the stuff that Liverpool's doing. Yeah. It was brilliant gamesmanship on the part of Liverpool because that's exactly what you need to do. If shit ain't going your way, fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Like just fuck with them. And then they got they got this the goal, which made it two to one. And then into the second half, I mean, I, I don't think you would dis disagree with me. It was all Liverpool. They were. I mean, you had moments, but in terms of they sustained were pressure, you. yeah, in terms of sustained pressure, definitely was all Liverpool for sure. Um, we did have chances to win the game, though, mm-hmm. um, and and oh, yeah, probably opportunities. Sh- probably should have converted at least two of them. I can think of off the top of my head, but I think it was Kanate did well to uh, um, cut out a Martinelli pass when Saka was clean through, mm-hmm. and then. I think Jesus got robbed on halfway uh, with a good tackle on Van Dyke mm-hmm. when he would have been clean through. Uh, but it was it, Arsenal was also accused by a lot of people of um, trying to see the game out from the halftime whistle, basically. So Liverpool draw that goal back just before halftime and, and complete the momentum swing right. uh, into their favor. Um, the team talks were both fine because both teams came out relatively organized and okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. It's a weird kind of conundrum like feeling for me because it feels like we dropped points because we were 2-0 up. But the way those finals eight minutes went, it felt like a point gained. <laughs> I, I was what I was because about to Ramsdale to, was phenomenal uh, right here. I have written Ramsdale was worldy and might have saved the Gunners title hopes five Five out of his fucking mind saves. And there's the one everybody's really talking about, which was the fingertips right at the end. He had a fucking Nunez had him dead to rights on a on a a one on one. And he waited for him to make the extra touch before he went down and then just got that scooping left hand down to knock it away. I mean, it was well, there was the one perfection from him. I think it was off a corner. I think Ramsdale saved that one, which Mm -hmm. went out for a corner. Yeah. Corner comes in. He makes another brilliant save, and then the clearance fell to Martinelli, who was off and running. Yep. And then I can't remember who it was. <laughs> he actually had a shot and probably should have done better. Mm. Um, but Allison made a save, and then Liverpool come charging back down the field. I mean, the announcer's voice was cracking on the radio. Oh, yeah. It, it was like, oh, and the Ramsdale, oh, oh Gabardelli, oh, like he was just back and forth, just screaming at the top of his lungs the entire time. And, uh, and you know, the, the atmosphere and energy was wild. I loved Arlo White. I loved him commentating games. But Peter Jerry is the best saying Gabriel Jesus because he doesn't say Jesus. It sounds like a man just grunting Jesus. <laughs> like that is how That's it good. just it just sounds like somebody going Jesus Christ like, like yeah. even when it's exciting Jesus <laughs> yeah I'm like, <laughs> like take Peter Jury saying yeah. Jesus and put it right legend. there yeah. to shoot it right into my fucking veins um, the other it is hysterical what I what I do like about um the uh, the fact that Jesus is there mm-hmm. is. 
the it was Easter, obviously. Mm-hmm. So when he scored, Jesus is risen. <laughs> you get all that stuff, which is great. And he said, well, wait a second. Muhammad's on the score sheet now. <laughs> And we, <laughs> and then we oh, had the, the fucking brilliant. You know, obviously fucking brilliant. that piece of it, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed all the memes with uh with Mo Salah, you know, on a sphinx head and mm-hmm. um Gabriel Jesus next to him as the uh Christ the Redeemer that's uh, mm-hmm. above Rio, <laughs> you know, the, yep. the giant statue. It's uh it was fantastic. I gotta stuff. say, uh the one thing, probably the one regret is that there wasn't a dead ball before that second goal. Because you know Arteta was gonna get Zinchenko off the pitch and get uh, Tyranny in, and it was like, if it's Tyranny out there and not Zinchenko, that cross never makes it across. Yeah, and that I don't, goal never I don't goes think in. so either. But it, it's always Firmino. Firmino scores against us every time. Yeah, he does. It just. I don't know does. what it is. I don't know if he smiles and the sun reflects off those veneers. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But we always, uh, when he plays, Firmino always scores against us. Finishes 2-2, incredible match. Like I said, for you, it feels like points drop, but honestly. But at the same time, it feels like we snatched a point. Right. You don't win in that building. You know, 13 years it's been. Yeah, you don't win in that building. And and you know what? You take care of City when you play City. Then you ain't got nothing to fucking worry about. Well, here's the problem. The City game is away. Yeah. They have Erling Holland, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, which is trouble because they already have a plus five goal difference on us. Yeah, you don't have to win. Um, you don't have to win. No, we have to draw. Yeah, because if don't we lose, have to win. So here's the issue: they can match us and probably outscore us, right? Easily. Yes. The issue is going to come in they have a game in hand obviously we are six points ahead and that so game the title in hand is west ham so it's likely a win the title race could come down to goal differential once again involving city that was at aguero you know martin tyler one of the most famous bits of commentary from the mm-hmm. premier league ever aguero mm-hmm. yep 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 the so there's the distinct possibility that we lose the title now on fucking you know a minus three goal differential to city Yep. And it's like, fuck, like, what are you know, this puts it more firmly. We still have uh, both hands on it. Yeah. But we don't have a tight of a grip as City does now. Very City neat. just got their second hand on the on the trophy. Yeah. And we're wrestling for it. I mean, right. this is this is we're going to find out who's got the most steel yeah. now. That's what it comes down and to. It, it comes down to maturity. It comes <laughs> down to level headedness. It comes down to sticking to your task at the Etienne. Yeah. Is basically what it boils down to. Because mm-hmm. if we get a draw there, the title is going to North London. Right. Period. That's what you got to do. If we lose that game, the title is going to Manchester on goal difference. Right. Because the same way when we lost last time, the last time we lost a game, we responded with seven wins in a row. Mm-hmm. I feel like this feels like a loss a bit. I think we go on the same sort of run, obviously minus the City game. Yeah. Heard. And if we get a draw, title's ours. Yep. Now... Let's do this quickly because, again, we got 15 more fucking games to talk about. There's two of them that aren't worth talking about at all. <laughs> there's, there's a, well, the, the, <laughs> that's the reason why some of these things are bunched together because there's not a lot to say. But halftime, Andy Robertson and the linesmen have a bit of a scuffle. It would appear We're coming together. It would appear they, they that like a lot. Andy Robertson follows the linesmen to uh, voice his displeasure. It looks like he may have grabbed his arm or reached for him. And then the linesman swung his arm back to push him out of the way. And 
looks like he might have given um I only think Takori's push to Kane might have been more vicious and fierce. Um a little <laughs> bit of a so connection classic. with uh with Robertson and of course everybody loses their minds. I want to get your opinions on it first and then I'll surely give mine because you know I'm gonna be slanted. I have certain opinions of, you know, the gobshite as it is. So Andy Robertson uh got a yellow card for this incident and should have. Deservedly so. Because he um, touched a match, of, uh, match official. Now, mm-hmm. it was not really in an aggressive manner, per se. Like, think about what happened, just happened with Mitrovic. Right. It was not, he saw more games. It was not the same thing. I'm not, that's my point, is it's not the same thing. I think the official, I almost feel <laughs> like the referees are like teachers. Mm-hmm. You should be held to a bit of a higher standard. Right. So just because the he student is wrong. acts like an asshole yeah. doesn't mean you need to act correct. Like an You're in a position of authority. You need yeah. to do better. But should Andy Robertson be approaching him without Jordan Henderson there? That's probably not. That's one of the things I was going to say right off the bat is does Andy Robertson have the captain's armband on his arm? Do you touch the referee? Yes. Could, with what's happened in the last few weeks, could the referee construe it? Is he on edge about potentially yeah. being you know, shown aggression towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I will say is that referee's quite hench. Mm-hmm. He works out. Yeah. He probably a little, uh, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so scared? And Relax. My, well, what I, some part of my point of view is, is that, you know, we are, you're not wearing the captain's armband. What the fuck are you doing? Talking to the official, your captain's job is to talk to the official. You could be there next to your captain, Barking in his ear about it, but your captain, it is his job to approach the officials. And it also, Henderson got there, but Henderson got there late. The minute you see your guy going, you fucking beeline and go get your fucking guy. We've done it as captains ourselves. Each of us have been captains where I've been on the pitch with you and you start to go towards the ref and my ass is, my fat ass comes flying out of the goal, has an arm around you and I'm fucking walking you away. Well, Arteta was Xhaka in the end of the Spurs game. Right, you gotta fucking get you. You remember he's laughing and walking with Ramsdale and then Xhaka walks past with a, remember the, Mm -hmm. it looked like he had some purpose about him. And Arteta turned, oh shit, (laughs) it goes on a jog to get him. You have to do that. You have to be a bit more aware. With the official, you're absolutely right. But Robertson should also Mm -hmm. not do that right you just in general like it, it's halftime deal with it in the tunnel and Robert what are you doing a, he's a scottish fucking shit house that's he was looking to start shit that was there to start shit that however does not excuse the referee elbowing him in the face right yeah so, so the, really the whole thing i think personally you want my honest opinion about it mm-hmm. should just be misunderstanding water on the bridge well that's robertson nothing's gonna happen all of the replays that i saw if you if you're comparative point is Mitrovic from a couple of weeks ago in the FA Cup. They are not the same incident. No. Andy Robertson are. did not act like Mitrovic did. Right. Nor did the official act like fucking Mitrovic. Correct. So fuck it. it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. However, if you're an onlooker, you're down 2-1, but we just scored just before halftime. We've just had this great spell, and then this happens. This plays into, uh, you know, I think the wind has been very bad. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's just this everything the is world against is out us. To get us. Right. Mentality. And that further inflamed the cauldron of Anfield yeah. to to make it difficult on Arsenal. And I think whatever it was, it worked. Now, whether or not anybody intended that for that to happen, which I mean, you can't really 
bank on that. But it it helped their cause that that happened. Uh, the PGMLO, a PGMOL is going to look at it and they're going to apologize because that's what they do. They don't fix anything. They He's also not being um, considered right. for selection or <laughs> appointment to any games until the investigation is complete. So that's going to happen. Also, not the only team that's getting an apology this mm-hmm. weekend. Oh, yeah. We're going to get on to that one uh-huh. in a little bit. Go. One of them has reason for five fucking apologies. <laughs> <laughs> in one match, five fucking apologies. Somebody might have read the documents this weekend. I'm just going to hint towards that, okay? <laughs> um, and amazing, it's not about my team. But, you know, you just got to start to crack that top seven and <laughs> don't you dare. Yeah. Um, the other thought process is to is that Liverpool is going to blow this out of proportion because, as always, they are embarrassed by everything and they are ashamed by nothing. So they're going to be embarrassed by the fact that the way the referee acted, but they're going to pretend like Andy Robertson was completely in his rights to be the way he was. And that's just that's what Liverpool is to a T. That's what they do all the time. You know, you know. Virgil van Dyke goes out there, spikes up throughout Champions League's games multiple times, doesn't see cards. Then he gets hurt by Pickford and everybody, oh, my God, throw him in jail. He should face federal yeah, charges. But that's, that, I mean, that's just the nature of, of sports, especially tribal sports. I mean, yeah, how many times have I been, you know, I've gotten carded for cursing at a referee. Yeah. And then for the next 12 minutes, anytime someone curses, I'm, Garfield, my virgin ears. Yeah. <laughs> and I just point True. out every time someone curses. It's because it's just, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. All right. So let's keep it rolling because, like I said, 15 more fucking games. So, and we've taken 30 minutes to get through the first because one. This one's important. Uh, well, these won't take a long, a, a very long. These were two tidy home victories for Man United, which they haven't been doing lately, you know? A one nothing and a two nothing. Was there anything spectacular about either one of their wins? No, not really. But they were the wins. There was yeah. no drama. There was no issues. Christian Eriksen came back. At United goes the way of Bruno Fernandez's attitude, mm-hmm. and Christian Eriksen's back. And lo and behold, Fernandez just got on with it. And yeah. United cruised to two relatively comfortable wins. Now the game against you was you all were very lively. I thought you played a lot better than the scoreline suggested. Could have been a penalty called um, early on, but, yeah. you know, probably not going to get called in most instances when we're talking about what badges on the chest, you know? Yeah, but you, <clears throat> United Brentford, there just weren't many chances in the game yeah. at all. It uh, just wasn't Pick- a very good game. For as good of a game Ramsdale had, Pickford had equally as good of a game against United. Oh, yeah. Jesus, he was on Big fire. Time. And, uh you know, it was just a simple fact of a team that was deeper and better. And honestly, you know, if I'm going to look at it like for the bees, they're starting to slip a little. And it looks like I think Europe is going to be out of the question for them. I think they're probably ninth or tenth place, you know, because other teams are getting hot at the right time. And it feels like they're going to probably slip back some. Right. In the case of Everton, it's going to sound weird me saying this was kind of a good week for him, even though they lost two nothing. Yeah, with the other results going the way they went. Everybody absolutely. played their game in hand and they're still out of the relegation zone. Like, yeah. I, it's not a bad week. You're absolutely right. D- you're supposed to lo- you are supposed to lose to Manchester United at Old Trafford. You're supposed to. Can I say can I mm-hmm. also this 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 segment moving forward is the the also not only was it a good week for these clubs, but it was a good le- a week for Bond villain lookalikes. <laughs> okay. Looky likeies. Yeah. Sean Dyche. Yeah, definitely. Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. Christian Stellini. Mm-hmm. All look like Bond villain characters. Very good. All bald. 
all beard, all dressed nicely. Well, Stellini was in a tracksuit, but um, been a minute since I've had to do one of these. But you know what? It's not the end of the world. The Sean do, yeah, do do the uh, yeah exactly. That's why you haven't had do one that in a while. Shot on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, but United Brentford was was just four shots on target from twenty four between the two teams. What I think here is this looked like a midweek game where both teams are pushing for something, Mm -hmm. so they look tired. Yeah. You know, the weekend game was a bit better with you guys. It was a bit more spirited both ways. It was a bit more together and and put together. Um, But that that midweek game for me was was garbage. Um, Moving on to Newcastle against West Ham and also against uh, Brentford, too. Um, For Newcastle, they're starting to score goals. That's the key thing. Yeah. And West and, and Ham doesn't normally leak like this. And they got a lot against West Ham. Both. What's, what's really good for Newcastle is Miguel Amarone, who pretty much won Newcastle the first half of the season, mm-hmm. is now sharing it around because he's been out. Um, and it's both Callum Wilson and Alexander Isak. Both yep. of them are getting goals. Yep. Both of them are involved in the play. They're getting assists to each other. It's it's that's a very very good sign for Newcastle. Unfortunately, Saint Maximon did get hurt again, which uh, but he's been in and out. But since he's come back, he's been contributing. So uh, and that's uh, the other thing I was to say about United. Mm-hmm. That Brentford game, Radford. Uh, I'm sorry. The uh, in your game, Rashford. Rashford went, went off injured. Uh, yeah. Injured. And nobody else really for United has been getting goals for real. Martial yeah. obviously got that second uh, to to kill your because he always off, scores but, on us. Martial always scores against us. But he's been terribly inconsistent even when he's been fit. Yeah. So now you look at you know as you say uh, uh, here with um, with ASM going off, Miguel Amarone's still out. Where's the service going to come from? That's what mm-hmm. I would worry about for Newcastle. Is is Callum Wilson and Isaac are playing well and they're playing well together? But where's the service coming from to get them to that point? Well, service because, from the flanks, because Gimaresh in the middle is going to get them balls. Well, right, but now but you don't have the flanks. The to, flanks? Well, now you don't have the flank to worry about. So you yeah. can double Gimaresh, and now the service is all dried up. Right, very is true. Is Ryan Fraser going to be able to pump balls into the box? No. I don't fucking think so. Yeah, no. You know, he, there's nothing to suggest that he will be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob Murphy, solid footballer. But is he ASM or, right? Yeah. Is he ASM or is he? He's Rob Holding essentially. Yeah. He can come yeah. in and do a job. But if it does it more than three games, you're fucked. Yeah, you're <laughs> asking a lot of them after yeah. a while. But for but the positive for Newcastle got some goals. Their goal differential is phenomenal because they don't get scored on a lot. Correct. One thing worth mentioning though for the uh, for Brentford is. Tony missed his first penalty this season. His first penalty ever, isn't it? Like thirty in his professional Something career. Like he's that, made. Yeah. Yeah, he, he finally missed. missed one. He got it, then, had it saved, I think, but yeah. But then got right back up and buried it. And buried one. And buried the second one, yeah. yeah. Um uh in that game. I I do uh also for Oh no, I'll do it when we get to when we get to West Ham actually. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. I was the only thing I was going to say about West Ham was uh cuz it was West Ham Fulham. Yeah, not a terrible that, the joke I have is for West Ham Fulham. Yeah. But the goal Kurt Zuma had his uh at his catnip that morning, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he Went did. For that header, it was brilliant in yeah, the in the Newcastle did. game. Yeah, he did. Said so, uh, the, <laughs> you know, I I think you're looking for the these two teams. This was exactly the week that these guys needed to have. They've really kind of given themselves some breathing room between them and Tottenham. Now I think yes. it's like a a three point gap, so that helps a ton, and that's where those teams need to be. Now we're going to go on to the not so good. 
Some teams had a bad, really, really, somebody gonna get her real bad kind of week. Villa 2, Leicester 1, Bournemouth 1, Leicester 0, Chelsea 0, Liverpool 0, Wolves 1, Chelsea 0, Leeds 2, Forest 1, Villa 2, Forest 1. Um, let's start with Leicester against Villa and uh, Bournemouth. They lose twice. They're now sitting in 19th place and... There's rumors of Marsh, but currently they still don't have a fucking manager to take care of them. Yep. They are dead set in real fucking trouble. Yes, they are. Uh, they are they are not in a good way, obviously. Uh, and they seemingly have their full complement of players as well. Uh, and the defense is not getting any better. Yeah. They are just <clears throat> as unorganized. They are just as bad. And in, in, uh, in this one, was it James Madison that had the uh, exquisite through ball, wasn't it? Yeah, problem uh, was it was to Philip Billing. It was to uh, Bournemouth's game. Yeah, 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 not on his team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was perfectly weighted that one. <laughs> uh, but the... in the Villa game, mm-hmm. Ollie Watkins was some great invention, similar to the Martinelli goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a lot more balance about him <laughs> when he when he struck that ball than uh, than Martinelli did. The... Uh, but it was excellent. And his sixth straight away game scoring, Mel. I think is that right? Yes, that would be six and six. Yep. The sexy number six. Which, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, no, you no, no. off. I was uh, just that, so excited for knowing yeah. things. Um, <laughs> apparently, except for Alex uh, Moreno. Uh-huh. Moreno. Moreno. God, why can't I say it? That's okay. You you think Jose Moreno. You've heard that so many times. So just a simple Moreno. Moreno, you think of Moreno like oh, that. Oh, thank God, because I was going Dan Moreno. Yeah. So of all the Villa players, except for that guy... Everybody was under Dean Smith and everybody was under Steve Gerrard. Yeah. So that just shows you what a brilliant manager Unai Emery is to take that talent and be able to synthesize it into pure fucking gold. Yeah, I they're six fucking place. They're six, you know, and they ruined a couple of teams fucking weeks this week. And that wouldn't surprise me if Unai Emery started throwing games to remain in six to make sure he got Europa League because that's his favorite competition. Oh, he likes a, if you guys are in Europa League, you be have happy. A, I'm You'll be second or third favorites for the competition. Cool. Because Emery wins that. I like trophies. a lot. He trophies won it three times fun. in a row with Sevilla and he's won it four times overall. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's do and it. then he got to the finals with you guys. Yeah, to the final with us. Lost Did four one win? to Chelsea. No, it was no. a bad evening. Oh. Yeah. No, they don't. They, they, oh, that's because Villa it's, does better with former Arsenal players. It's Europe and Arsenal. Those two things don't work out very oh, well. Fu- okay, oh, so when's the last time Everton were in Europe? I, we won it at least. I was just a wee lad. <laughs> Eighty-five. The uh, European. Uh, what is oh, it? Oh, that's the, right. I wasn't even the, born. The tournament of champions. Everton won. Beat beat Bayern at home before we won the final. Have beat we talked? To, have we talked about when City and Forest played each other and the two fan sets of fans went back and forth? No, have no. we talked about that? Uh-uh. Uh, so what you just said, talking shit to me, and I wasn't even born from when it happened. Mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest supporters were chanting, champions of Europe, champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. And the City fans responded, you weren't even born, you weren't even born, champions of Europe, you weren't even born, or whatever. Got it. And then uh, the Forest supporters responded to them. This is weeks ago. The videos did the rounds, obviously. And uh, they responded something to the effect of, champions of Europe, you won't be alive. Champions of Europe, you won't be alive. <laughs> it's like, you'll be dead before it fucking happens. Because yeah. y'all are such shit. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> that was great. 
Yeah, the but so anyway, Everton won a trophy in 1989 at, 85. or 95 at some yeah, 85. whatever. 95 was the FA Cup, and then we haven't since then. Yeah, uh, 95, I was nine. Yeah, yeah, and then, then yeah, and it hasn't been much since. It does not negate that we have one more European title than you have. All right, how Can many you, European titles you got, Mister Graham? None. Okay, thank you. That's all. That's, that's how many all we titles needed. do you have? <laughs> Actually, I start there. How many trophies do you have as a club? We have. We've won more FA Cups than you have trophies in your history. Yeah, we have thirteen <laughs> total. And that actually puts us, I think, either number five or number six all time. Yeah, but in, we've, in we've got 14 FA Cups. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. won five of those since I've been around. Yeah, but we, we, we've at least won an FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, the question bears repeating. We have won a European title. How many European <laughs> titles have you won? Uh, you won it in black and white. Don't it also it. doesn't neglect the fact that... Um, that Liverpool has the same number of Premier League titles as Blackburn and Leicester. Let's just remember that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to get that dig uh, in as well. Before we move on from Villa, uh, quickly, can we talk about the uh, little thievery of Bertrand Traore in addition to that wonder strike mm-hmm. that uh, that he pulled out of the bag, but he just snuck around the back on a poor touch from, I think, about face. Yeah. No, um, shocker. He should, right, he should have turned around. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty uh yeah he just stole in off that bad touch and and first time left foot and just mm-hmm. curled it into the far corner it was excellent two appearances two goals yep he's back baby uh, lester you have to be bournemouth in your build you have to fucking be bournemouth yeah. in your building we we're talking about games you have to win right They're like, in a bad way man bournemouth found a way to beat fulham at at home when you're in your building, you got to get the fucking win. I mean, the good piece of it is Arsenal will pick up James Madison on the cheap in the summer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we'll talk uh, cherries more in the next segment. But um, Chelsea. Yep. That's it. Potter was the problem. Everything's fixed. Wrong. Now, they did have a lot more energy in the Wolves game. The, now, the Liverpool-Chelsea game was piss fucking poor. The The game was ridiculous. But... um. Here's the thing. They still can't fucking score goals. Six hundred million dollars and they still can't score fucking goals. Maybe they should have uh, hired Roy Hodgson. Bring back fucking. Yeah, clearly bring back (laughs) fucking Frank because Frank's going to fix the problem. Frank wasn't fixing the problem at Everton. How the fuck is he going to fix the problem for you? Initial problem at Chelsea either. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Hey, Chelsea's a fucking mess. Yeah. Now, all that being said. Mateus Nunez. Now, that also being said quickly, we uh-huh. do have to mention that in that Liverpool game, Chelsea did have two overturned goals. Okay. So they did put the ball in back of that twice, but VAR, rightly so, ruled them out. Yeah, not goals. Let's talk about a real goal. Tess Nunez. Fantastic. What a fucking hit. That's one of those, it's just like, there's nothing you can do about it. And at the end, Chelsea only has themselves to blame. Why can't you fucking put the your face in a relegation side? Chance after chance your as well. face in a relegation side. How are you not fucking mm-hmm. coming out of that with a W? How are you not? I know it's in their building. How are I mean, you not Sa- finding a way? Jose Sal was awesome in that game as well. Mm-hmm. He did, he did have some great saves, but mm-hmm. ch- at some point you've got to find the fucking. You've got to find I, the back of the net. I just said it for Bournemouth. Wolverhampton, find a way to win. It's in your building. Find and a you're, way. You're, you're absolutely right. The way that Chelsea supporters are treating Potter like he's Voldemort is ridiculous. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> that was for Nicole. Yes. Both <laughs> matches for Forrest were on the road. Sure. But you got to find a way to get results, especially with a team that's in the fucking battle with you. Find a way. 
couldn't find a fucking way, man. No, they could not find a way. And they looked clueless against fucking against Villa. Now, Villa, Villa had that game figured out the whole time. Like they just had them. Yes. Um, they said Traore scored in this one as well. And then Watkins again. This was another one. Uh, of his games in a row of of scoring. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, was at home. Who's been an excellent? Yeah, but it's still you know within the last couple of weeks, I think he's got four in, in his last four. Something but in the away games, total was six and six. Something to be said again for Emery, where he just goes, you know what? I don't need Ings here anymore. Send him on his way. You're my guy. Go get it done. And the kid's gotten it done, man. He's found his confidence. Yeah, and and the other the thing with Forrest too is is. Away. They've quietly been quite good at home, actually. They've picked up a lot of points at home. Mm-hmm. On the road, they've been absolute dog shit. And what they have gotten on the road has been draws. They don't win on the road at all. No. Um, uh, so you couple Ollie Watkins' form in Villa's building with the damning statistic that Nottingham Forest have only scored five away goals this season. <laughs> And you have a very comfortable 2-0 Villa win, and that recipe is laid out right in front of you. Yeah, well, just like Not I said with hard. the Foxes, I don't hold it against you to losing to Villa because Villa's on fire right now, right? Yeah. But that game in the midweek against Leeds, got to find a way. Yeah, that, that was they bad. They don't have a coach. Got to find a fuck. Well, no, they do. They have Gracia. They, they Gra- they, Leicester doesn't have a coach. My apologies. Correct. Because Marsh is apparently going to Leicester. Frank plays with, with Chelsea again. Fucking everybody's coaching for everybody else. There's you think because he's so American, many fucking changes. You think it's Jesse Marsh insane. is stuck at the train station trying to pronounce Leicester so the people know where he wants to go? Leicester? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Definitely the case. Oh, why can't I find a ticket to Leicester? Yeah. Doing his best. His best Ted Lasso, if you remember the original little commercials. <laughs> he calls it Leicester City. Yeah. Leicester. <laughs> for Leeds, uh, this week didn't kill you, but it sure as hell didn't help you. It didn't help, you know, especially yeah. when you look at how it ended. For which all we're the get exactly for for all the good work that you did in this game, winning this against Forest, a team in and around you, a six pointer to say the least, to then turn around and give most of that back in that following game is a bit ridiculous. Wolves helped themselves. Palace helped themselves. Yeah. Everybody else, honestly, helped fucking Everton. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Brighton 2, Bournemouth 0, Tottenham 2, Brighton 1, West Ham 1, Fulham 0, Man City 4, Southampton 1, Palace 5, the offensive juggernaut that is Roy the boy, leads 1. Hey, have some respect. He outscored City this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh not terrible week the wise old owl not a terrible week for the cherries you know it's you gonna probably lose to brighton they're fairly informed they're battling for europe you got the win you needed to get yeah that's the one that mattered you 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 got the win around Over someone Lester, that's yeah, around exactly. you now now what i will say about this game this is a very much akin to the chelsea liverpool game Mm-hmm. The fucking highlight package was a total of eight minutes and a minute and 42 seconds of that was the lineups. Yeah, there. Nothing happened in this game at all. Nothing at all happened in this game. Yeah, no, nothing fucking boring. Yeah, it's both billing scored. It was like, oh, it wasn't yeah. even like a great goal. It was a decent yeah. goal, but it wasn't like, yeah, in the Leicester match. And, and then I the, get the a Brighton, boner. Brighton Bournemouth really wasn't <laughs> much that's to my it. measure. Wasn't for much goals. to it either. Not much to it at all. Now we got to move on to Tottenham Brighton. And I got to tell you, Patriots, 
Patriots, it's time. <laughs> I only slept for 23 minutes and 45.5 seconds reading all the documents, all the documents that I am here to tell you. The New World Order Top 6 is here to try to take everybody out. Saturday, I thought, Saturday, Saturday. I thought it was just about, I thought it was just about Everton, but no, Brighton, you are now their new set site. They want to take you out. They do. And satire, Brighton, satire, satire. Brighton Brethren. <laughs> join the fight. Brighton I can't brethren. do this alone. I need your help. You need to go to the DU Drip Shack right now and buy the many great supplies we have, products you need to help us win this battle because they definitely do not want you in Europe and they want to figure out any way possible to send the team that you beat the shit out of twice Liverpool to Europe. I'm telling you, that's what I want to that's what it's going to be. VAR market trips being put into the shot. Remember, it's satire, coming. Satire, satire. They're coming after you. You need to watch out. Stay strong. No. They're still trying to send us down and they don't want you in Europe. They don't want the little man to succeed. So just remember that. That is all. But stay vigilant. I will too. Reading stay vigilant. All the documents. Well, it has so much vigilance in the show. All the today. documents. It, it takes a lot of a lot of vigilance to be a, a good patriot. Uh, satire, satire. What's the other word we're supposed to say? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. This is not Sunday. I just needed it to be said. Just needed to get it out there because clearly it's happening again. It's absolutely happening again. We apologize for that interruption. Uh, the officiating in this game is fucking terrible. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? The start of the game. Ball comes in, hits Eric Dyer inside the box <laughs> on his fucking sleeve. Not a handball, but it hits Matomo on the sleeve, scores a goal. It's a handball. Then later on, McAllister I think it was is, also more his chest. I don't think there's clear and obvious uh, evidence about just his Just like arm. what happened yeah. with uh, Damari Gray against Brentford. Yeah. McAllister turning his body away somehow hits his elbow at his arm was being tucked into his body like he, this. I mean, what else is he meant to out do of the way with it? Yeah. Uh, Matomo clearly gets fouled in the fucking box. And then, honestly, both coaches have an argument of why the fuck were they sent off? Well, they Deserve, said nothing to the ref. Deserby has less of an argument of being sent off because he was very animated. Yeah. And we don't know what they said, of course. But um, those fourth officials, the one that's going to recommend for whatever to happen. But. All of the video evidence is Stellini's just fucking standing there mm -hmm. going, I'm not being dragged into this. The very opposite of Conte. Yeah, Stellini might have sent all of his coaches over there and gone fuck with them. You know? Of but course, he, yeah, but he's standing there by himself, not doing it. So why was he sent off? Last season, Arteta and Klopp almost came to blows. Nothing happened. Why? Because it was two managers yelling at each other, and it had nothing to do with the officials. Nothing, nothing objective was said towards the officials. From what we're gathering from all reports, it was just them lipping off at each other. And it wasn't like anybody entered the field. No one threatened the ref. No one touched the fourth official. I don't get why they both get yellow red cards. Why not? They just both get yellows. And yeah, just I'm not sure either. To told be to settle with you. the fuck down. Now, I've heard some rumors about what sparked this bit of controversy. Okay. Apparently, Stellini was interviewed by an Italian publication, his native... Mm -hmm. land and 
uh, he had a lot of praise for former Brighton manager Graham Potter, apparently to the annoyance of Deserby. Ah. Because he didn't really talk about Deserby. He mm-hmm. just talked about what a great job Potter did there. Wow. Yeah. Or at least that's how the story was spun. Those were the quotes that actually got printed. So apparently Deserby was annoyed by that already going into it because it also looked like in the tunnel prior to as the teams were walking out that Deserby had already started chirping at him. Mm-hmm. So I think he was annoyed from the get go for whatever reason and just kept it going. I see a few emojis over there. Somebody got something to say. Uh, Nicole says, (laughs) (laughs) for all the uh, Saturday, Saturday. I just, I needed to get it out there. And by the way, I mean, come on. How can you not look at this and go, hmm, I think VAR sees what it wants to see. I think maybe the badge on the chest is a little bit more important. Apparently one of the the Ferguson. This was a screw job of all screw jobs. Apparently the the Ferguson pullback, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they didn't even look at. Yeah. They didn't even check it. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. The Matoma one they did look at and decided, nah. <laughs> no pen. Yeah. And then the the handball, obviously, the well, yeah. the called handball. The it two. wasn't a fucking handball, yeah. that one. The two handballs. I can but- understand so McAllister's arm was a little bit away from his body, but it's directly in line with his torso. And he was bringing his arms in and pulling away like he so was he trying to move from the ball. He hadn't gotten his arm against his body yet, but he was definitely on the way to. He didn't extend his arm. Yeah, it was away from his body, but he was trying to bring it in. Arguably, that ball would have hit him in the torso anyway, which most of the time is that if I cover my nuts on a free kick and the ball hits me in the hands. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have hit my hands. It would have hit my nuts. So not a free kick, right? It's not a handball. That's always. But there is that black and white. They say a goal cannot be scored with the hand period or with that with Mm. what could be considered a handball. So I don't. Uh, But then you're setting a different set of rules for Dyer, the defender versus Tomo and McAllister. But that's absolutely true. Right. That it is a different how, set of rules. How do you set set a different set of rules but what, for the who, same was twenty-two it Palace players? Had, was it Palace in their playing. game had one disallowed as well mm-hmm. for that? Yeah, for for the ball hit Edward. I think yeah. uh, ball hit I his think hand. So. I think so. Yeah, it, it's I, I don't know, but that led directly to the ball dropping in his foot, and he put the ball in the back of the net. Now his arm was a bit extended from his body, right. so it's a little bit different. So if all this factual nonsense, and there's still this, you know, nobody could tell us what it really is. Yeah. And I find it interesting. And why wasn't Ferguson's thing looked at? You know what I haven't seen is what are the fucking guidelines? What are we going by? Yeah. What what, all we've ever heard is clear and obvious. No, we don't even have a policy or a protocol or this is what we do. You have to draw the lines. That's not been talked about. Uh, You know, Arsenal have been apologized to twice. This now official apologies puts Brighton on top of the league with three. Mm-hmm. We've um, been apologized twice, but should have should have been apologized twice. to should have been apologized to two further times just for this game. Yeah, which we've talked about. Yeah, it, it's it the, the refereeing is is absurd, and we've gotten all of this shit in. San scores his hundredth goal, and it was a fucking peach, and we mm-hmm. didn't even get the fucking chance to talk about it now because Howard Webb and his goon squad can't figure it the fuck out. Well, the children wept. Just know, Sam. Is it Howard Webb? Children wept. Mike Dean hasn't been on uh, VAR. No, they pulled him off of it again. He hasn't done it very well. What's his, what, is it Howard Webb that's in charge of that? I think it's Howard Webb that runs everything now, yes. Or is it Clattenburg? Or is he's over here? No, Clattenburg's over here. Then then I think it might be Howard Webb then. But it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) 
what are we doing here that you're apologizing left, right, and center to, to all these teams? Yep. And then we're it also should not, not be the case. And then with that, we we're not even be in this position with that. We're not even giving them justifiable reasons either. It's just the, oh, well, that's how we called it. Sorry. Well, the, the Arsenal, the, the Brentford, oh, we just didn't even draw the lines. Well, yeah. Isn't that your fucking job? Right. What do you mean? Yeah, it's your fucking job. If it's a potential offsides, drawing the line should be mandatory. Start there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I Googled Howard Webb, and the first article to pop up is VAR is worse under Howard Webb. Yeah. yeah. You know, with, with why don't you even look at Ferguson's? What? So what is the the tonic to, oh, we have to look at that? Yeah. If that's the case. Like, that, that was a blatant pullback. They should have had a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tackle on Matoma. It's a definite foul. Uh, this may uh, help uh, Tottenham or Liverpool or Arsenal or City or United or Chelsea win the game. So we want to go ahead and take a look at that. Oh, wait, this might affect the outcome for them. So we can't take a look at that. Uh, their ref, let's uh, just, just, you know, don't worry. The commentators will say it first real quick. They'll say VIR made a check and there was nothing wrong in the play. They, don't worry about it. We'll be okay. Yeah, and, That's and, exactly what's going on. And Welbeck it's, it's scored as well, and it was yeah. ruled out for handball. Mm-hmm. So there was also an equalizer in here, too. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's <sighs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. It, it's, it's, it's a fucking travesty. And they it almost feels like they want to fuck up VAR. They want to fuck it up. And it's because it's, it's like they don't want it. They want it to be so bad that they can it and they can just go back to the old way, which would be making the calls for certain teams. Now there's video evidence and then they go, no, 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 no. It's again, VAR sees what it wants to see. And that's that was the case here. And it is absolutely 1000 percent justifiable for Brighton to say they got screwed because they flat out did. They should have won this game. They should have won this game. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but for real, there's traction with everything that went against Brighton, that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, so I don't know. And it's a shame that we can't. And I don't, I hate Tottenham, obviously. You see what Crest is behind me. Um, but we should be talking about that goal. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. We should be able to talk about that peach that gets sun into the annals of history. Mm-hmm. Annals. Sorry, annals. Annals. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I just said peach and anal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> West Ham seems to get the rebound when they need it. Moyes is going to lose his job if they don't get this result. They get the result. All right, you have a PR loss here. Mm-hmm. PR loss. Branded the ferryman, the guy that ushers people across the river sticks to Hades after they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as they got their pennies put in their eyes and he collects that toll. Right. Okay. Did you see the very poor Photoshop that the West Ham PR team did um, putting a lot of their players into canoes, paddling themselves down the River Thames to Fulham? (laughs) No. There are many saying had they lost this game, that would have easily been the biggest PR loss for the club. And they've had purple dildos thrown onto the field before. Yeah. During play. Yeah. So. Uh, I just can't even get past that part. It's just too funny. The ferryman, all those jokes have been made how many times, and this is what they decided to do down the River Thames. Mm. I, it's I, great. I got to say for Fulham, they're falling quickly, and now they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine, but they're going to probably end up finishing outside, outside of, European of places, Europe. Yeah. And well, with that as well, everybody wants to say it's Mitro. 
it's them missing Marco Silva. And they're going to be missing Marco Silva for this weekend at Everton. Yeah. Like, it's really, that is the case. They're just, they seem lost right now. Yeah. And and they'll be fine, and they're going to survive, which is what they want. But you look at what the season was and what it's going to end up being, you can't help but just being like, damn, we really let one get away. You well, know? yeah, they scored the goal on themselves yeah, in this one. precisely. I mean, it, it was, they, they had 74% of the ball or something ridiculous, but they couldn't finish to save their lives. Yep. Um, and Harrison Reed, I, I think it was, uh, was it Antonio or whoever it was, tried a, a pullback. They got to the end line and, and tried a pullback, and Harrison Reed hit off the inside of his right foot and deflected into. It was very similar to the Ferguson goal, actually, in the, mm -hmm. in the um, was it the Tottenham game, where he flicked with the inside of his left boot. Thing is, is he did it intentionally on the opposition's net and scored a goal for his team. Yeah, yeah. Harrison yeah. Reed did it unintentionally and scored on himself. <laughs> oh, not so good. <laughs> and it cost Fulham the game. It was, uh -huh. just, it was very unfortunate. But Fulham can take positives from it. I mean, without their point, man, they held 74% possession. They had the yeah. better of the chances. I mean, they, yeah. they did very well. Uh, it was just, you know, an unfortunate, unlucky piece of shit. Well, that's what it's been the past couple of weeks for him. It's been a, like, I mean, they were the better side against Bournemouth, but they lost there, too. So I have a feeling there might very well be the better side as far as possession goes against Everton. And they're probably going to lose at Goodison, too. Right. Like it's they're they're slipping. And and I would say less so Mitrovic, Mitrovic, mo, more so Silva. I think Silva is far more important than yeah, no, absolutely. I but think that that's really the determining factor. All, right all I'm saying is tactically, right? You've got that that hold up play that can relieve pressure mm -hmm. um, from Mitro. So if you know for that three minutes that West Ham had a little bit of sustained pressure, you can lump it up to Mitro and he can hold the ball up, win a foul, yeah. allow you guys a break and play to kind of stop the momentum of the team that's building. Yeah, and maybe Harrison Reed doesn't have that rush of blood to the head and doesn't right. try to swing at something he shouldn't be swinging at. Yeah, very true. You know, it's just one of those things. City are fucking cruising, man. Yeah, and it's annoying. Yeah, they they seem to be, they know they're doing exactly what they did last year. Just getting the fucking W's, moving right along. I mean, S Southampton played well in the first half mm -hmm. to a, they to did. an extent. They did. Um, but once again, uh, Pep Guardiola works his magic at halftime, sends the same exact team out, and they fucking go nuts. Mm -hmm. They did this, what was it, against Tottenham, actually, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, early a uh, little bit earlier on yep. in the season, where they were two 0 down at halftime, won a game four to two. Yep. You know, um, now Gine Crazy Legs Gineppo came on, uh, and and danced his way through, and, and Southampton did get themselves a consolation goal. They needed that, by the way. You got to uh -huh. got to keep it close because goal differential is very tight. It's much tighter than everybody thinks it is. There's a few teams that are really safe, but a lot of teams right in that twenty to twenty eight range. Or even in that 18 and now leads in the 15 range where they used to have a much bigger separation. Goal differential is going to mean something. But if you're not getting any points, you're not doing yourself any favors. And Southampton ain't doing themselves any favors. I think they're done. I honestly think they are done and dusted. Yeah. And you know who's excellent uh, in recent weeks is Jack Grealish. Mm -hmm. He's been fucking phenomenal the last yeah, two, three weeks. Figured it out. He's figured it out. He's finally bedded in. Um, and, and they're, he's loving life at the moment and, and city are loving his contributions. I mean, he yeah. was excellent. This game. Yeah. If, if Silva wants to move on, they'll be okay without him. Yep. They can move on. It won't be a problem. Jack's ready to be a full-time guy for them. I feel like I said, Roy, the boy, master of goals, offensive fucking <laughs> mastermind. 
cagey game in the first half, but just, it was what a horrid second half at Ellen Road. I mean, uh, it was a total our, of 15 minutes. Our boy uh, Brody was there with uh, his friend uh, Jason, who's yes. uh, from our group as well. He They went to go see Everton Tottenham, and then they finished their trip at uh, Ellen Road. And I know for Jason, he's happy to see his team play at Ellen Road. And But, man, you got to be walking out of that one just going, what the fuck happened? I know, absolutely. And I, I forgot to mention uh, Simon, Mike, and a few of the Charm City Gooners went over uh, a couple weeks ago also for uh, the Arsenal Leeds game. They were there last week. Yeah. For the Arsenal Leeds game, yeah. um, which obviously turned out a little bit better for, for our, our group yeah. of people yeah, of that course. went to see their team play. Um, but I think, you know what, it might be fun if we end up having a slow news week at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe having Jason, Allen, and Simon, um, or Mike, or both. Come in. Come in or, or even zoom in and yeah. just talk about their experience going over. Love it. Alan uh, would probably prefer to come in studio because he says he has some goodies. Yeah, so we definitely. I'd like that. Brody in studio. I always like that. But uh, th- I mean, leads were fine. They started off decent. The game was back and forth. I mean, you pretty much expect that from any leads team. And then just before halftime, Palace equalized. Mm-hmm. And from the time of that goal to the time of the fourth uh, Palace goal was a total of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, either side of halftime, of course. So what what capitulation? I I didn't even see that from Gracias Watford, that sort of capitulation that quickly. Yeah. They, I mean, the worst defeat I can remember, I think, was 3-1 under Gracia for Watford. Now, they didn't win very many games if any at all, really, mm-hmm. um, which is why ultimately he was sacked. But to capitulate that bad at home is not a good sign. No, not at all. That's, that's not a good sign. That, I mean, that's not even Jesse March style. That's worse than that. They're they're lucky that there's teams behind them in the standings, but not by a lot of points. And their one saving grace was their goal differential was minus 11. It's now minus 15. Wolves are at minus 18. Everton are at minus 20. You just shot yourselves in the foot. Yeah, you're giving away your extra point. Yeah, you're giving away your extra point. And those who allowed Jordan fucking IU to score twice. Yeah. Who doesn't score palace until this game had not scored more than two goals in a game all season. Mm -hmm. And they only did that twice last week and this week. And they only did that three times. Three times. They scored two 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 in August. Yeah. Yeah. And then they scored two last week in their win. Right. And then they scored five in this one. Now, the other thing, too, to keep like, in mind you doing? with with that as well is Leeds loves to ship goals. Their defense is just not very disciplined. Some of those goals you see are like, come on, guys. And, and it's the thing we've been saying all season about Leeds. It's just like there's just some goals where you're like, how the fuck are you that turned off on well, defense? Meslier, it was like he made two just blatant gaping errors. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Where the opposite, um, Wolves don't get scored on. They may not score a lot of goals, but they don't get scored on, which means your goal differential just needs to be another one nothing win, another one nothing win, another nil nil draw, right? And same thing with Everton. Everton don't give up a fuck ton of goals, especially under Dyche. So that f- three and five goal difference, respectfully, could be gone in three weeks. Could be going next week if yeah. they do this again. It just it's in it's insane. So they it's you know what I did like. So Meslier had a gaffe, a pretty bad one. Um, 
I, I do enjoy the couple of gaffes that happened this weekend with uh, the uh, specifically, and I just remembered it because Smokey hit me up on Facebook about it. Mm-hmm. Was Fabianski, who he calls Flappianski, <laughs> which is funny, uh, misjudging a ball and thighing it instead of heading it or kicking it because it was in that weird kind of hip height area. Mm-hmm. And Isaac, seeing where the flight of the ball was, just stopped. Ball comes off Fabianski's thigh. Isaac just chests it and Boop. loops it right in the right back in. of the net. What you worried about? Yep. Meslier, we saw a couple of weeks ago, almost give it up to Martinelli um, mm-hmm. again. And but he then, did give it up to someone. But was, he did give it. Well, he yeah. gave it up a week before that yeah. as well. Yeah. And then coming and, out, trying to head the ball. Uh-huh. And in this game, fucked it up as well uh, with a punch that, that fell to nobody. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Palace were able to clean up. It, it's. He's so talented. He's an excellent shot stopper. Yeah. But he makes very, very poor decisions, Meslier. And I wonder if Leeds do survive, do you think that they move on from him and go for somebody like a Darlow or just somebody that's a bit more tried and true? They and may have to. They may. He's he's still very this young. This is an obvious problem. Yeah. And I think some of the defensive frailties, and we've said this how many times, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the defense is always better if they trust their goalkeeper. If they have somebody behind them that they believe in and trust, they act more calm and remain a little bit less helter-skelter, mm-hmm. you know, because it seems that they may be trying to do too much so Meslier doesn't have to get involved. Mm-hmm. Fair and enough. they can overplay and end up losing out as a result of that. And I wonder if they don't look at that goalkeeping situation, which would be a shame because Meslier, I think, is hugely talented, but he can't seem to get his head out of his ass. Very true. Final thing to say, and uh, that is uh, three weeks ago, we were a four-point separation from 12th to 20th. Now we have a seven-point separation, and all the games are caught up. It's getting fun. Sure money. I'm just tired of being ironic here, actually. I haven't won a single fucking thing all season. Not one. I am down $2,900 because mm-hmm. this was week 30, I believe, right? Yep. And we don't bet the first week, so yep. I'm down 2900 That's the only reason I remember it, goddammit. Well, I made a double bet this week, so uh, I uh, lost twice. But <laughs> but it, my thing says I won because Liverpool didn't win. <laughs> Here you go. Perfect. My cup of losers says I lost to the most boring game of the season so far. Yeah, Chelsea Liverpool. Yeah, that uh, ended that pretty pretty quickly. Fuckers. That uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to pry all the paper out of that uh, Dort Spirect cup of well, losers. Well, it is two seasons. Two seasons. Oh, it but is this two season, seasons worth. But this season's really filled it's it up. It's bad. Um, so what do you have this week, my good sir? Like I said, I missed twice, but. You know what? It's zero wins for Liverpool, so I feel like I've won as well. And I'm now down $1,772. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 10.714286% of the time, Mr. Cram. Works 100% of the time. Give me Liverpool to win and over two and a half goals at plus 397. Okay. Yeah. Relatively sensible. Yeah. You'll like mine, I think, too. Yeah, it's they're playing leads. There's definitely going to be over three goals. Yeah, they're I would agree with that. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's I don't mind that. That's good. Uh. Apparently, Mel just showed me we've got Pat on the phone, which means he did not get uh, found out by Vinny and the boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's here joining us. 
And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. You hit on that national title game there, big fella? Uh, no. No, no. I took the point. No, it was a blowout. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, what about, I made, what about I made your master's play, uh, pick? Uh, no, <laughs> I, pay, I lost five dollars on that. I picked uh, Brooks Kepka to hold on. Ah, he did not oh. hold on. No, no, that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Seven stroke swing, I think it was in the final round. Ouch. Yeah, but, well, no, that day on Sunday. Well, that's alone, what I'm remember- the final round. He was up by three going into it, and he lost by four. So it was a seven stroke swing. Mm. Now he was up by two going into the final round. He, he was up by four going in to finish the third round Sunday morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a two-stroke. It was literally the first uh, green putted that morning was a two-stroke swing. All right. Careful. We can't say stroke too many more times. We have we're at our allotment to not make two people that listen to the show feel bad. Um, <laughs> this is the this is we've reached our stroke allotment like Lewis Black reached his fuck allotment at um <laughs> at uh, Carnegie Hall. Remember yep, that exactly that bit. That's pretty good. All right, bud. So, did you uh, win or lose last week on your football-related bet? Uh, I lost too because Arsenal uh, drove. I uh, had a draw. Yeah. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I lost. Yep. So I'm down thirteen hundred. Down thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. That's okay. We're almost down five grand. All I gotta do is hit one more, and I'll be uh, I'll be ahead of him again. <laughs> We're yeah. so I'm turning around this week, man. I, I like my bet this week. All right, let's everybody. Hear it. What do you got? All right, uh, so I've got uh, Everton over Fulham, Arsenal over West Ham, Manchester United over Forest, and Wolves over Brentford for a hundred. That's your payoff at twelve hundred, and then I'm going to do a side bet. I'm going to put another hundred for that Everton wins by two goals, and I'll pay off plus two eighty five. So I will be in the black this time next week. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. That's interesting. You know, you know where he's probably really getting the odds and all that. United over Forest. I bet you there's some there's some uh, that because it's at the city ground. Well, no, now he, United he said, over Forest. He said Wolves are going to beat Brentford. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah, but those are odds there. Yeah. That's at least plus two ten. Yeah, he probably got odds. Oh, it's like as well. plus one thirty. Really? I can look, but yeah. Mm, Brentford, Brentford hasn't been very hot lately. They really haven't been. But they've been scoring well. goals, and Wolves typically That's, don't. Uh, the Wolves are plus one fifty five. Oh, there we go. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Arsenal is one eight minus one eighty, and Manchester United is minus one sixty five. Wow. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I just didn't see them that closely matched. But mm-hmm. all right. Cool. Yeah. What else have you been up to? Yeah, man, hitting some golf balls, drinking some beer, enjoying this fine weather, doing some yard work. That almost sounded like the the old Bud Light commercial. What are you doing? <laughs> Checking the stock market, drinking an import. Yeah. Hey, so anybody getting out there hitting some golf balls this week? It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Were you out there mowing your good American lawn with a rainbow Bud Light? I was not. I was out there with a Leguanitas IPA. There we go. Because you don't drink Bud Light. Uh. No. Were you fake mad about Bud Light like everyone else was? No. I I don't even know what everybody's mad about. I see everything pop up and I just keep on scrolling. I just like people are ridiculous. Exactly. Well done. I my favorite <laughs> meme surrounding the whole thing, and I try I meant to tell you earlier, was Kid Rock as the uh Hindenburg mm-hmm. that said, I can't believe you snowflakes are triggered by everything. And then the Hindenburg <laughs> explosion with Kid Rock as the tailpipe of the Hindenburg, and it said, They changed my beer can. 
<laughs> which was quite good. But all right, brother, I appreciate it as always, and we will check in with you next week. All right, sounds good. Talk to you later. All right, man. Yeah. All right. You ready for the business? Okay, let's because hear it. Because no. I have... Uh, no, JB's not here. I have gotten very conservative here. Okay. But I still have odds of plus 1047. Okay. 1047. All right. Um, and But it's all favorites, and it all should happen. Okay. Considering the opposition. City to win the first half okay. in their game this weekend. Over three and a half goals total in the game. Okay. Over eight and a half corners total in the game. Okay. And Holland to score at any time. Okay. Part one. All right. Of a total of eight legs, but it's two same game parlays. Got it. Arsenal to win the game. Mm -hmm. So just to win at full time. Over two and a half goals against West Ham and over seven and a half corners in that game. Okay. So I think that if I pick the two favorites, Added a little spice to give me some odds. Mm -hmm. I might be able to claw my way halfway back here. All right. Well, well, actually, a, a, a third back. <laughs> it, it's only a third. <laughs> uh, what you, do you think about that? Uh, not bad. I, it's a sm it, actually, it's a fairly smart bet. Just the problem is going to be City's going to be nil-nil at the half, and your entire bet's going to be fucked. Could be. Yeah. Could be a problem. Yeah. I, I'm willing to... They're playing Leicester. There's no fucking way they're gonna be nil nil at halftime. Hey, just watch. Nah. I mean, or watch it nah. be one one. Just watch you watch them not win the halftime. <laughs> just because that's what you need. Just because that's what you but need. But that's the only thing that had odds. <laughs> you know what likes to claw itself back? The chicken. Well, Kitty won with the city win, and so she sits at 14 and 15. So this week, I gave Kitty Arsenal heading to West Ham. Mm. Now, Kitty uh, showed me a picture. It was a Polaroid, which was, mm -hmm. you know, super vintage of her. Mm -hmm. uh, showed me a Polaroid of her enjoying tea with the entire royal family. Okay. Uh, minus Prince William, of course. Oh, I see where this is going. Oh, because we all know William is a villain, but the rest of the royals are big supporters of the Gunners, and so she is picking Arsenal to win. Maybe she gets back to 500 this week, Mr. Graham. Could be. Maybe. I don't hear you cursing the bird for picking your team. Nope. She's She's been on a bit of a hot streak. Okay. Hot wings. <laughs> hot wings. Oh, hot wings over there. Uh, well, bird hot wings. You know what is hot these days? <laughs> What's that? Me. Uh, besides consent, it is also incredibly <laughs> sexy to make sure you gamble legally and responsibly. And young freshness. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, no. If we recall, it was young, not <laughs> freshness. So we call bringing it back. <laughs> oh, I love the way it's made Mr. Uh, Graham react. It is full circle that. First and foremost, don't we have some congratulations to cover with the championship before anything else? Oh, yeah, we probably should because um, the moon man is back. Yep. Vincent Company and his uh, space helmet. Are coming back to the Premier League with Burnley. Yep. I have, uh, fortunately, uh, his schedule is uh, kind of busy because everybody wants to get in touch with him. Our boy uh, Brett has already uh, confirmed 
He will be on the show during the summer to do our Getting to Know You series with Burnley. Yeah, and this will be a Getting to Know You because this will be the first time with a different game plan. Yeah, true. (laughs) The way that they took the championship by storm this season. Also, I find it very funny, and it it makes as cool, calm, and collected as Vincent Company himself has been. Do you remember in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Yes. uh, When Nature Calls, though, number two. Mm Mm-hmm. When he was in Africa um, and went to the the tribe to get the, mm-hmm. the bat back. Yes. Who they thought had the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fought the big dude and beat him somehow. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy came out with the little guy strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. I feel like Craig Bellamy is the little guy strapped to the back and Vincent Company's the cool, <laughs> calm, collected big guy. Does that... How do you- and so, then team talks go. Uh, Vince, the company comes in and just says, "Like I'm not very happy with you all for the way you played this half." And then he turns around and unzips the package of Bellamy, and then ah! and it just goes fucking ape shit. Oh, so is it Sean Dyche that turns around and bends over and goes, "I need to ask you a question." <laughs> Absolutely, could be. Yeah. He looked right. like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, Burnley did gar- not guarantee themselves the title, but they did guarantee themselves the top two spots. They are mathematically unable to fall into third, mm-hmm. so they have guaranteed automatic promotion back into the Premier League, and well done to them. On Friday, the 7th of April, they actually fucked me today in a bet, too, mm-hmm. by the way, Burnley. Um, a real money bet. <laughs> oh, you thought they'd slip up today? No, I thought they would dominate. Oh, uh, well, they did. It was... Did yeah, he? but Ashley Barnes didn't score, ah, which I good. needed, ah. and he scored at the weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Millwall and Luton played out to a nil-nil draw, rather three uh, one, I'm sorry, over West Brom. Norwich two nil over Blackburn, which is pretty interesting there. Uh, Cardiff three one over Blackpool. Um, I just spazzed. Sorry, I thought Neil Warnock was back there. He's not. <laughs> He's at <laughs> Huddersfield. Uh, Preston two nil over QPR. Reading and Birmingham one one. Funny Get it the fuck together, Sam. Sorry. Funny story about that, though. Did you see what happened with Andy Carroll? Uh, no, but you've got two whole fucking fixtures, like 20 fucking pictures to read. That's fine. Uh, be a little quicker there, stud. All right, so Andy Carroll uh, was getting abuse from a fan as he was walking off, and then the fan quickly realized that he was actually sat a lot closer to the pitch than he thought he was, and uh-huh. Andy Carroll just started walking over to him, uh-huh. and he realized he wasn't as big as Andy Carroll was. And quickly back down, he starts looking around doing one of these things like, oh, somebody support me. And everybody was just like, that's your you're problem. You're on your own there, chief. It was great. Uh, uh, but Reading or shit anyway. 1-1 one, one, uh, against Birmingham. Sheffield United 1-0 against Wigan. Bristol City 2-1 over Stoke. Swansea and Coventry 0-0. Huddersfield, you can't keep a good man down. 3-2 over Watford. Sunderland and Hull. Holy fuck. 4-4. Wow. The easily probably the best game of the championship this year that no one ever saw. Boro uh lost to Burnley two to one on Friday. Monday. Now Monday rolls around and Blackburn two two against Huddersfield. So the Warlock getting four points in two games. I like okay. it. And I think he won last weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birmingham and Stoke, nil-nil. Sunderland, one nil over Cardiff. Another good result for them. Watford and Coventry, 2-2. Hull and Millwall. Uh, Hull, one nil over Millwall. Luton, 3-1 over Blackpool. North City and Rotherham, nil-nil. Preston North End, 2-1 over Redding. Uh, Redding. Redding. Um, uh, West Brom, 2-2 with QPR. Swansea, 2-0 over Wigan. 
Bristol City 2-2 with Boro, and then Burnley 2-0 over Sheffield United. And that has put them very close now because that's the team directly behind them. They're getting real close to be lifting that title soon. Yes, they are. And here we go. Uh, Burnley on top with 90 points. Welcome back to the Premier League. Uh, Sheffield United in second place on 76 points. Luton Town in third. Played a game less than those in front of them. Uh, I'm sorry, played a game more than those in front of them uh, on 71 points. So five points back. But Sheffield United and Burnley both have a game in hand. Uh, Middlesbrough on 41 games, 68 points. Millwall into fifth and firmly into fifth on 62 points with a plus seven goal differential on 41 games played. Blackburn does have a game in hand on those two ahead of uh, ahead of them on 62 points, but they have that minus two goal differential, which mm-hmm. could come back to bite them in the ass because uh, Preston North End are on 62 as well, although they have a minus four. And um, uh, Norwich, I'm sorry, in eighth with a plus 12 goal differential on 61 points. So there's still a lot to play for here. Coventry in ninth on 59, Sunderland in 10th on 58, West Brom in 11th on 57, Watford in 12th on 56. And you can kind of, I guess, make an argument that Bristol city and Swansea are still in it on 53 points, but I think they're starting to wane. Um, and, and you're really, you're really looking at, at, um, at West Brom, and Sunderland on 57 and 58 to be the last two teams that really have a proper chance at right. cracking into that those uh, those playoff spots. But games are running out. There's only 567 more <laughs> games to be played, so they better get it fucking cracking soon. That's it. So everybody pretty much is on 40 or 41, which in, in real life for each individual club is seven or eight games left. Yeah, 48. How, however, mm-hmm. there's that many teams. So I think we're down into the 300s. Oh, okay. Show some respect. All right. Very good. (laughs) Uh, At the bottom of the table, which is going to be sad to see him go, Wigan are all but gone on 34 points um, on the maximum number of games played, 41. Blackpool, uh, sad again to see them go down probably. They've become a bit of a yo-yo team between the championship and League One. They're on 35 points. Reading are in 22nd on 41, having a much better goal differential than the two teams below them. Um, but not as good as Cardiff, who are just outside of the relegation zone on 42. QPR on 43 points uh, with a very bad goal differential at minus 24. And then you've got the Warlocks, Huddersfield Town. He is out of the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. He is on the maximum number of games played, and Cardiff do have a game in hand, so he could find himself a place lower. But they're only minus it, only being relative, minus 18 on 43 points <laughs> as well. So even if Cardiff jump, um, QPR will still be below Huddersfield Town. They were dead last when the Warlock got there. That's right. What a fucking great escape. He's been killing it. Uh, and Rotherham are an 18, still not out of it, just on 45 points. Going to be interesting at all levels of the championship as well as all levels of the Premier League, which we've spoken about many times. It's it's pretty intense, and it's going to be a fun, fun, fun finish to the season, so make Excellent. sure you keep track of everything. ESPN Plus, everybody, I know it sucks it's behind a paywall, but when the playoffs do start, ESPN Plus normally carries it, Yep. so make sure you watch it. It is the most in, uh, expensive game of football in Honestly, the semifinals of the playoffs are usually better games than the final, mm-hmm. but it's something if you're not familiar with championship football, you should absolutely check go, out. Go watch it. Mel, what do you got from the peanut gallery? Uh, Christian, uh, who, by the way, got some, I guess, good health news this week that we're I celebrating. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he totally used the line 100% of the time. It works none of the time for a tech problem he had this week. Well done. Well done. Sweet. And uh, Root Cellar Music Studio checking in on... 
uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's the Fulham in the South guys. Yep. yep. That's he right. said, based on Pat's betting record, I'm feeling relieved that he's bet against Fulham this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. I'm not too excited that he picked him. That's pretty good. to do well. Yeah. I'm not, not excited about that at all. That's pretty good. Um, it's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Uh, we already covered the referee that elbowed Andy Robertson in the face because uh-huh. <laughs> that is pretty cunty. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something we became aware of that happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. That I think bears, you know, repeating, but we're not going to go deep into it because it happened so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a Turkish player that plays uh, played at that point, at least for Fortuna Dusseldorf in uh, the Bundesliga two, uh, the second division of German football um, was sexist towards a uh, lady referee uh, that was refereeing their game. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of his punishment, which I thought was actually quite a good idea from the German FA was to make him referee a youth girls game. Ha! Good yeah. for you. So the, well done. the initial quotes, everything I found weren't as bad. I mean, they're bad, but they weren't as bad as what the, the, the meme that he found said. Mm-hmm. So the, the meme, uh, John found said that, uh, the, the Turkish player said that don't you belong in a kitchen? Yeah. What he said was, is women don't belong in men's football. Okay. Still not good. Still bad. Don't get me wrong. Still bad. But not Not as blatantly misogynist. Yeah. Not go make me a sandwich. (laughs) It's a little bit different. (laughs) Um, uh, Severity of the same cloth, right? Uh, But anyway, um, he did disrespect the entire assignment by showing up in ankle high boots, uh, skinny jeans, and a designer coat to referee the game. And uh, what a cut. Yeah, definitely. But it did happen eight years ago, so take, hopefully he's grown since then. Let me give you some positives. This weekend, uh, Wrexham and Knotts County played uh, at Wrexham. Wrexham won 3-2. to two. This was the first time ever two teams on 100 points played each other. The end of the match, in the 96th minute, Knotts County gets a penalty. Recently out of retirement. Ben Foster. Ben fucking Foster. Yeah. Gets, it's a double save. He dove. It hit his one hand. Started to come back. He swung his other arm over and knocked it away. Yeah. Wrexham now with a game in hand are three points ahead of Knotts County. With four matches left. And only, they one, are teams get, only one team gets promoted. Automatically promoted. Yeah. The other second through uh, fifth. fifth play a playoff. And only yeah. one other team gets promoted. So Wrexham could find themselves back in professional football for next season. I also heard that they need to find themselves back in professional football. Because Rob McElhinney and um, Ryan Reynolds have been signing people to exorbitant <laughs> contracts. And yes. if they don't get the... The financial clout of league football, they may be found in violation of FFP. Yep, they got to make sure they do uh, that. Could That's... be an issue um, yep. because they're, and this is, listen to how fucked this is, right? Mm-hmm. Their top paid player makes 4,500 pounds a week, mm-hmm. which is over 200 grand a year for a non league team. That doesn't happen because right. most players for a non league club also have to have a second job. Right. Well, guys like Paul Mullins, who's probably the highest paid player, that was him played league one before he came down to play for them right right, right. he was playing league one ball so uh, there was a a lot of their team is league one and league two caliber players 
right, right, right. That came down, and but that's, they they had they to, got the payday, correct? Because they got the payday. But okay. if they don't get promoted, they could be in trouble. Trouble. Yeah. If they do get the promotion, though, with They'll the, be fine. the yeah. rebuild of the stadium, the other stands going to bring more people in. Obviously, they've already tripled their match day revenue. Yeah, and and you couple that with. Uh, TikTok and Aviation Gin both being sh- uh, shirt sponsors that helps a lot as well. Big time, yeah. You know, and you know they the the TV show doesn't hurt. It helps bring more people and it helps bring more money. And they're doing a United States tour this year. Whoever yeah. saw a League Two side potentially, the, which is where they could very well be going mm-hmm. into the summer. Outside of a youth team, yeah. Whoever saw them come over here for anything, playing Manchester United in San Diego. Um. And that then, sounds of course, about right for San Diego. And and then very fun news as well. The summer tours are starting to be booked. There is going to be a Premier League tour tournament that's going to involve six teams. Chelsea, Newcastle, Mel's Aston Villa, Brentford, Brighton, and the sixth, depending on if they stay up, Leeds. I'm not if they lie. don't stay I'm up, they're not being invited. I'm super psyched at the opportunity and barring me be out of town, if it's in Philadelphia, D.C., Richmond, Baltimore, well, maybe not Baltimore, but if it's in one of the other places, I'm definitely going. <laughs> uh, I, I actually thinking about it. I do have another cunt. Uh-huh. Who? Sorry. The resellers for the Arsenal versus MLS All-Stars. <laughs> 250 quid a ticket. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be able to go because we're spending all this money on this house. Uh, got to work on uh, got to work on those uh, press passes. for. I'm finding something. Mel, send an email. <laughs> <laughs> going to need you to get on it for me and Tegan, please. Work that magic. <laughs> yeah. Work that magic. We're struggling. Uh, the struggle is real to see the Arsenal in D.C. this year. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Next up is injury time where we're going to uh, talk about our adopted clubs. We're going to talk about the beers we were drinking. Fantasy where somebody beat somebody else in this room real, real bad. bad. <laughs> and it was not the way you thought it would have gone and somebody also out of the cellar as well then i also redeemed myself by the way (laughs) true it wasn't you know what it wasn't against me and that's That's all that matters because christian's not in this room (laughs) yes somebody else did as well yeah and uh we're going to preview the weekend's action should somebody want to find injury time mr graham how do they go about doing it absolutely it's quite easy patreon.com forward slash d football show just sign up to the one tier we got five bucks a month and you get all of our extra stuff that is sound check, which is our actual sound check, and then injury time, which is our preview, as Sam said, uh, which is fun. So sound check, we just catch up from the week, and injury time sometimes turns into DU after dark. So a lot more jokes, a lot more fun. We're a little bit looser because we've been drinking the whole time. So yeah, exactly. it's a good, good time and well worth the investment, as Taylor uh, Taylor would tell you. Huh? So till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Red to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!